Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. For the week of March 21st, I'm participating with other creators on YouTube to help raise awareness of the level of humanitarian crisis happening in Ukraine. One million displaced Ukrainian children urgently need your help. We are teaming up with UNICEF, who will be providing humanitarian aid to these children in need. If you have the means, please visit creatorsforpeace.com and hit that donation button to donate what you can. Any amount will go a very long way. Appreciate your consideration and kindness. Thanks for watching. Hey, what's up, guys? Before this episode starts, I just want to give you a heads up that when Blake and I recorded it, it ended up to be too long, like clocking a little bit over two hours. So what we decided to do is split the episode up. So this particular episode will be just talking about directing. And the other episode that will be uploaded tomorrow will be the big one talking about uh, best feature film. So if you want to see the continuation of this episode and our conversation, look towards the episode that's going to be uploaded tomorrow. All right. Just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. So enjoy. Hey, what's going on, party people? It is movie time. Movie time? What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Movie Time. This is the beefiest episode in regards to the Oscars that we're going to be doing. We are going to be addressing director and best feature film. So a lot to talk about here. Let's try not to waste too much time. But I am your co-host, Renee, a.k.a. Loki Geek, here with my buddy, Blake Wolf, the Wolf. What up? How's it going, Renee? Good, good. I'm excited to talk about everything we're going to be talking about in this episode because this is the meat and potatoes here. This is what people are dying to see every year. Who's going to walk away with best director and who's going to walk away with best film overall, right? So, like I said, it's uh, a lot to talk about. So, join in the conversation. I, I'm sure there's going to be tons of opinions out there people with their own personal favorites those who want to choose one movie to win over the other so definitely want to hear all your thoughts about these categories let us know in the comment section and as always show us some love hit that like smash it punch it tickle it do whatever you want to it just as long as you hit the like button subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already it really goes a long way for us and if you want an audio version of this episode you can find it on the low-key geek channel through your podcast platform of choice just look for that and you can download the episode directly from there so for every like button we get i'm going to tweet at sam elliott that he was dead wrong for what he said yes. about the power of the dog so that's my promise to to your to the viewers that that is probably the best promise anyone could ever give so that 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 would be let let's make that happen folks come on let's yep. do it so <laughs> let us get into our first category and that is directing so let us read down the list here so you have uh, Belfast, Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. And the directors there, of course, are Kenneth Branagh, uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, Paul Thomas Anderson, or PTA as people like to call him, Jane, Jane Campion, <laughs> and 
Steven Spielberg. So, is, that, is he a new director? I, I'm not sure if that's how you say his first name. Is it Steven? I've never heard of um, him before. I'm, I've I'm heard, uh, yeah, I've heard several broadcasts pronounce it Spielberg. I've also okay. heard Spielberg. So uh, I know there's some sort of uh, heritage there. I'm not exactly where from, but it might be pronounced Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, And he, he, yeah, this is his debut movie. So, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm curious what your what your thoughts are there. I saw the movie. I just didn't even. I never heard of him before. Okay. I, I yeah. I don't blame you. I mean, it kind of like came out of left field. So yeah, you know. Hey, and look, it, it's it's getting lots of lots of mentions everywhere. So yeah. must be doing uh, something. Hamaguchi, right. Hamaguchi is the tried and true one. Who's this is not. Yeah. No, obviously that's uh. This is this is an exciting. I I love these these nominees. Um, mm-hmm. there's some snubs. Obviously, we'll we'll get to those, but. This is a pretty stacked list. This is a, a tough list to crack, which I think it is about every year. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to get into this. Cool. Awesome. So why don't uh, I uh, start off first here? So just talking about the nominees in general. Yes, I do feel like the big surprise here, but the pleasant surprise is Drive My Car with Ryusuke Hamaguchi. I don't think anyone was expecting him to be mentioned or nominated in this category, uh, let alone the category we're going to be talking about after this. So um, I've been praising this movie since I saw it. Um, it's one of those brilliant, brilliant uh, Japanese movies that uh, came out that not a lot of people have a chance to watch, usually, unless you attend a festival or if you are in one of the major cities, maybe um, one of the the major theater chains may play it when it comes out. You never know. Um, but now it's available on HBO Max, so a lot more people can really watch this movie, and I really hope they do because it is one of those stories that is really really well done and the acting is just phenomenal across the board too um i've been watching japanese film for a very long time um so i know this director because he did another movie prior to this that was actually i believe six hours long um and i saw it at like a moma uh, and they even had an intermission and everything so <laughs> um, love to see it yeah, uh, I'll definitely, I, I may do a separate video just to talk about his previous work because it, it is definitely worth going back and checking out because, again, what he does well is human drama, human um, relationships, the complexity amongst that and emotions and everything like that. I think he does that really well. Um, so that was a big surprise here. Um, I think Paul Thomas Anderson was just, uh, you know, kind of like a legendary nod, just like Steven Spielberg, right? Um, even though West Side Story has been talked about, I, I know a lot of people who just thought it was okay. Like, it wasn't like the best movie that they saw last year, but it is Spielberg, right? And I think him tackling his first musical um, is what brought it to light. And I, I'll be honest, I think he did a great job, you know, in adapting this story on the big screen. Um, and then you have Kenneth Branagh with Belfast, which a lot of people have been praising. Um, kind of like a semi-autobiographical you know, movie about his life growing up there uh, and the things that him and his family went through. But it, it, you know, the one that everyone has been talking about and who's been really getting praised and recognized in the award circuit is Jane Campion with Power of the Dog. 
you know. So, um, I the only movie on this list that honestly I did not see is Licorice Pizza, um, because when it comes to PTA, it's very hit or miss with me. Um, watching the trailers, it did look fascinating, and it was something I wanted to see, but. I think uh, we'd be remiss to not mention that there is now some controversy because of some portrayal of the Asian nationality within this movie. Um, you know, granted, you have to kind of put your mindset at the time period, right, where things like this could happen uh, as far as, um, you know, kind of racial remarks or whatever uh, uh, portrayal or what have you and all that. So I'm curious to hear, because you saw the movie, I'm curious to hear what you have to talk about, what you have to say about it. But uh, yeah. that's the only movie on this list I didn't watch. Um, and I think out of everything mentioned here, probably the one that surprises me the most as to why it's here is Belfast. Because even though Belfast is a well-done movie, I don't think it's a huge standout all in all of last year. Um, and we'll talk about snubs later, but I do think it could be easily replaced with another director who did another amazing job uh, with another movie. So, uh, Blake, I want to hear your thoughts on the nominees. Yeah, um, I saw all of these. I This was a category where I didn't have to do any cramming um, before. Um, I, I fortunately was just happened to watch these nominees. I think that with Renog and Spielberg, you have that legacy um, thing more than more than necessarily the merits of the movie. Um, that said, West Side Story was an accomplishment, even mm -hmm. for Spielberg's career. Um, and it's not necessarily no one's going to put it at the top of the Spielberg rankings, but it was an accomplishment for a highly accomplished director um, to yeah. do, branch off, do a new thing. Uh, and the fact that people that it wasn't reviled actually I think says a lot. Some people said it was okay or the, they liked the old one better. The fact that people didn't like ask for it because that's when you have such a high quality original property and mm -hmm. then somebody does anything less than like pretty great work with with the new version, people are demanding their money back and setting the internet on fire. Um, right. the, the, we've, we've seen that too many times. So I think that, that actually, the fact that the, some people aren't th like super excited about it. Actually, says a lot um, yeah. that that it's not like a one of those situations on Rotten Tomatoes where it just gets polarized and you got a zero percent score or something like that. Right, like, right. And I and it was even people who didn't like it, it was still an accomplishment no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, and then same with Branagh. I I don't think you can necessarily take anything away. It's just if I was going to categorize these, uh, I would say that those are more the legacy picks. Of uh, people who are very well respected in the industry, have worked with a lot of people, are going to have more sway getting no the nomination in the first place. But I don't know mm -hmm. if, uh, if the majority of voters would say, you know, those are necessarily in the top five best achievements for directing. Um, yeah. Belfast, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time at the theater. The fact that it's a true story uh, made it a little less just like total Oscar bait. Like that's, that is what happened. And he's mm -hmm. telling that history. It's an important history. Um, it was a powerful family story. I, the, the choice to go black and white, I almost think that that helps someone nowadays yeah. when you had like the yep. artist so many years ago, and then you had um, a cold war a few years ago, go that route. And I, I almost think that it might be a little bit of a cheat code situation. And if that had been full <laughs> color, I'm not sure if he's on this list. I don't know. Um, yeah. But at Roma, a, a few years ago, like right. th th that's an interesting trend. I mm -hmm. almost feel like people go, oh, this is a movie that needs to be taken seriously. It's in black and white. And it doesn't right. have to be. We have color now in our film. Right. So interesting. 
it's easier to see the director's hand when they make such an obvious decision that affects every single frame. Um, yeah, just like and, and not to not to interrupt yeah. you, like like Please. like Mank, like when Mank came out, I like that was like yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, Good and call. then in the in the past, uh, the artist, right? That was another one that they had made that choice to do the black and white white route, and it it worked in their favor, right? So yeah, yeah absolutely. I think all of those get people take it a little more seriously, um, and it, it has a, it's it's a cool effect. I remember when the artist did it, people were like, "Wait, a black and white!" Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that was one where people hadn't seen it, and it definitely made sense with the the, the period they were talking about. This one is the seventies, right? I, I, yeah. I might have the, I might be off on the uh, on the era, yeah, but it's like, I it's think, like late sixties, seventies, something like that. Yeah, right. I believe Technicolor had been invented by then. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a scientist or a film historian, but right. it doesn't feel as necessary. It's a cool choice. Um, so th that's what I would say about those. I don't think those are serious contenders. I don't think people. If one of those won, it would be, I think, a pretty big surprise. Um, yeah. Drive My Car is a fun one. Yeah. One of the, the interesting things to me with Drive My Car is the, the fact that it might there's the, uh, a strong possibility that worst person in the world wins international feature. And yet this one is the one that's nominated here. And there's, we'll get to that when we talk about best picture stuff, but mm -hmm. I loved it. I had a great time. Everyone's excited about it. I wasn't necessarily moved by it. It was more just like, wow, that was really well done. Mm -hmm. um, the thing it's almost like what made it so special was how simple it was and how it was executed three hours didn't feel that long it wasn't clunky at all and it was a very streamlined minimalist film and it was beautiful it was well done and it's almost like that is more difficult to make than some big over-the-top va-va-voom spectacular right. blockbuster movie is a movie where you don't see the scenes where it's like a seamless production that was it was cool i'm i'm very glad that that it ended up getting as much credit as it did um i i'm not sure what to expect for it in in this category i think that it's this is almost one of those like happy to be there kind of nominations mm -hmm. not a lot of people expected it um so this might be its best director win is just by being on this list um that said i i wouldn't if people only went based on merit i could see it winning for sure um mm -hmm. That was a fun one. And then, yeah, there's another... You mentioned the, the possibility of Licorice Pizza as a, as a legacy pick for PTA. Yeah. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. We... I... I loved that movie. I'm a Paul Thomas Anderson head. Uh, as mentioned in prior episodes, I have a Letterboxd account. I take very seriously. Paul Thomas Anderson is like the Letterboxd bro, film bro, director of this yeah. era. Um, I adored Licorice Pizza. I think it he deserves to be a best director nominee or winner every year that he's made a film. Um, and historically hasn't done as well as he should with the Academy, in my opinion. So I'm not sure that this is one. Um, you mentioned the controversies there. Uh, we can talk about that here or later in the episode. There's that. And then there's also the, the age gap between the two main characters. Right. There's two things where um, anyone who's taking PC considerations um, into, uh, into consideration for their vote it's going to get knocked real hard on those two. Um, I, I honestly, uh, it's not it's not my opinion to say because I wouldn't be someone who would necessarily be offended by it from my lived experience. But it, yes, there's the there's the reason it, in that era, and he's taking us to that time and saying things mm -hmm. were different then. And but the movie's still released in 2021, and that's why it's on this right. list of nominees. So I don't see that one putting PTA over the top. Uh, 
um, for this category. Um, the I'm, I guess his last movie to be was was Phantom Thread. Um, yeah. That's one where it seems pretty obvious and clear to me that like just give him all the roses on that movie, and then mm-hmm. uh, this one uh, it, this might be a year where we just kind of take a lap. Um, what's the, there's, there's the fifth movie, um, that's, oh, um, obviously power of the dog, right? Jane Campion. Yeah. Campion. Yeah. That's a fun one. Um, what a movie it's, it's, I was reading something earlier today about like, is this the, the lock of all the major categories? Is this even director more than picture? This Mm -hmm. might be the most, the biggest lock all safe money says Campion. There's been a couple of controversies lately and, um, by now and by the time this is dropped, especially, I'm sure everyone's read a million think pieces and articles about it and apologies and apologies about the apologies or whatever. But Sam Elliott said some things and uh, Jane Campion called him a B-I-T-C-H, which yeah. if you're coming at Sam Elliott with that, I love that. I think that got uh, a lot of people excited. Um, oh, yeah. That, that was a fun moment. The and then and shortly after she she had with, that comment yeah. with Serena yeah. and Venus, <laughs> just some some stray fire and some totally yeah. unnecessary. Um, again, it's one of those things like it's it's not my place to say like whether or not somebody should be offended by those comments, but it was definitely unnecessary. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's more of one of those things of like this is someone who was speaking off the cuff at their award speech and. Mm-hmm in the world that they live in, they didn't even think about these comments beforehand and why that might be troubling. So I don't know if the vote, I I don't believe that the voting body would say Jane Campion can't win best director because of that. And then she issued apology directly after, and it seemed sincere. Um, It, it, there are times where there, like a movie can get, take such a big hit on the, the pushback and the backlash this might be like a backlash to the backlash kind of moment. And I don't know if it's enough because she's such a lock and like, regardless of whether or not, um, like not even getting into what you and I think, but getting into what the voting body thinks and how that affects Mm -hmm. the actual end result. My, this is enough of the voting body was there when green book won a few years ago. And there's even some stories of people being mad about the potential backlash to Green Book. And so they said, screw you. You don't get to tell me how to vote. You don't get to make me feel bad for liking Green Book. I'm going to vote for it twice, that mm-hmm. attitude. And so I, 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 I don't think that this voting body is going to take those, uh, take that, that issue seriously enough to take it away from Jane Campion. I wouldn't be surprised if it changed some votes, um, which we're doing at the last minute with the last big pre-Oscar speech. Um, somebody was talking about she's been speaking off the cuff and it's one of the fun things about her kind of like the Olivia Coleman's charm is she goes up to a microphone and you never know what she'll say but they're like maybe from now on Jane Campion is very scripted and we might see her acceptance speech (laughs) at the Oscars just like reading like a hostage letter a hostage note hello everyone I'm very happy to be here I'd like to thank these 17 people and good night I'm not sure but I I do I feel like that's the lock Um, I I, my, my, I'm not proud of this. Drive My Car and The Power of the Dog are the most acclaimed, critically acclaimed cinephile lovers movies of this past year. They might be the one and two choice there. Mm-hmm. Neither of them hit me where I, like, I reacted strongly to them in the way that some movies give me chills and I'm floored. And like, Parasite, when that happened, I was like, oh my God. Like, I left the theater completely shaken. Yeah. Both of these were. Okay, that was a very, very well done movie, brilliantly crafted. 
both of them were very slow and subtle in their effect on the the audience. So it's not necessarily my preference for pick, but if you're just talking about achievement and directing, I'd say that those are um, a pretty awesome a couple movies to have in here. And then even and then once you compare it to Brandog, Spielberg, and PTA with the, the competition, this feels like a lock for for Jane Campion. In my opinion, it, regardless of like odds and past winners, which makes Campion a lock. Even if you just compare the the films and what we can expect of the Academy, mm-hmm. if Drive My Car is a second choice here, then it feels like, yeah. and we were just saying that's a happy to be here nomination. It feels like a lock for Campion. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I everything you said, I, I pretty much agree with. Um, and we'll we'll go into our uh, our who we would love to win and who we think is, is the lock to win here in, in a little bit. Hey, guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. But before we continue, I wanted to quickly talk about Bulletproof Coffee. Bulletproof Coffee is my favorite coffee of choice to start off my mornings with. Why? Because it's clean coffee. What does that mean? Well, one. There are no chemicals in it. Why? Because they go through this multi-step process of making sure that all of their beans are fully clean and free of any chemicals so that when you get the beans delivered to you, it is the pure beans, the pure coffee, the goodness that you've been wanting, the taste, the flavor, and the nutritional value as well without worrying about any added chemicals or anything else put into the mix there. Um, It also doesn't have that weird acidic taste that some coffees give you. I don't know how about you, but for me, some coffees kind of give me that weird sensation in my stomach, makes me a little burpy, and it kind of drags me down a little bit instead of really waking me up, uh, which is something that I need for my coffee every day. Bulletproof also offers a lot of keto-friendly snacks and supplements, anything that you need to kind of add to your everyday nutritional needs, add to your diet, and make you and pretty much transforms the way you feel uh, every day. So uh, for a limited time, if you use this code on that you see on the screen right now, LOWKEYGEEK, all caps, one word, you can get 15% off your order. So what what is it better than that, right? Check out the link in the description of this episode. Use this code, get yourself your discount, and make your mornings a little bit more bulletproof with Bulletproof Coffee. Now, back to the episode. But as I mentioned before, again, there are some snubs that um, surprised me weren't in this category that probably could have easily been if you were to take one or two names out of it, right? So... Uh, let's start with you on that because I'm sure you have your own list here. Uh, unless you want me to go first, I mean, it's no, no, I'm happy to. It's just it's snubs are, are a fun a fun one to talk about. Yeah. The 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 main one that comes to mind, and then and then I'll hand it back to you. But like Guillermo 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 del Toro, right? Yeah. For Nightmare Alley, mm-hmm. that's one that people talk about. Now, funny enough, like a month before the voting, people were thinking this is a, a flop. This is this might not get any nominations, and then it has a great. Um, day and, and the week before it was really picking up steam before they announced yeah. it. So when I mm-hmm. heard it was in as many categories as it was, I was really happy about that. But yeah. that said, if you're going to give um, a, a historical nod or like a, a legacy nod to Kenneth Branagh type, give that one to Guillermo del Toro, um, yeah. who definitely deserves it as much. And I think the movie this year was better. Um, mm-hmm. I think Nightmare Alley, part of the problem with that movie is uh, you saw it, right? Oh, yeah. The, mm-hmm. it, it was. I don't. I don't want to say too much here, but because uh, we don't need to, to spoil it ne- un- unnecessarily. But it was such an unsettling and upsetting movie, especially sure. the ending. 
I left there, and my my question is because I have like a little uh, WhatsApp group with my film buddies, and it's always like, oh, I just saw this. You guys have you seen? And I was like, I don't think I can, in good conscience, recommend this to somebody without saying like, make sure you haven't eaten first. Like, don't eat this. It, it, don't watch this movie <laughs> after you've had. Uh-huh. It, like, you're gonna. It, it was almost nauseating. So I think that hurts the movie. It wasn't a feel good movie um which we see a lot where feel good movies especially best picture stuff like they'll get in there just because it made people like they had a a nice time and told their family to go watch it and nightmare alley has the opposite situation so i don't think i'm not shocked that he didn't get in there um the i think the only other one like there's a there's an alternate universe where house of gucci gets a nomination here um i i want to live in that world we don't live in that world it's probably best we don't live in that world that's a too (laughs) that's too chaotic of a timeline for us to keep up with um adam mckay don't look up the that was a possibility uh adam mckay's gotten love here before and and with the academy um since going from the anchorman guy um Mm. to being a serious film director um big short uh, no not knocking it big short was is a a big fave of mine but um that's one i almost am curious on like uh worst person in the world how where that finished in the voting i I don't know Mm. but that would be a fun one to to know about especially with the which we talk about with every category but the more international voting body putting something like drive my car here and we've seen it before with bong joon ho winning Mm. this category for um and then there was the director of cold war which i always uh, miss a syllable in their name but paul pavel palakovsky um Mm. them getting a nomination there like this category i think is forever altered and the fact that like at least in the like the cinephile way, in the in the Cannes film way, like the, America makes great movies. Other countries make uh, great movies also, and Absolutely, yeah. they're especially when it comes to the art of directing and the concept mm-hmm. of the auteur. Like that, it I could see a world where worst person in the world is here, um, and I'm almost surprised that it's not, but. I'm not sure if we've had where when we've had that where there's a couple movies that are in international and over in best director, but um, that's I think that's a, a an exciting aspect to to that category. So, what what about you? Any thoughts on snubs? Yeah, so definitely agree with Guillermo um, because this is the first time where he put together a movie that had nothing to do with supernatural um, aspects to it, nothing to do with giant kaiju monsters or whatever have you. Like this is a dark human story, right? That can be relatable and can actually happen, you know. And you're right; it doesn't end on a happy note at all. It's very depressing. Uh, but the way that you do see the main character's trajectory from beginning to end and how it's almost like a full circle effect to the point where you could even argue he ends up even worse in life at the end of the movie than when he started, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just such a well-done movie. Plus, you add in the you know the the production of the movie the the cinematography you know the the brilliant acting and how he was able to direct the actors to act the way they needed to act um the edits like everything was just so well done it it may be not not only is it like his probably most mature film to date but it could possibly be one of his best that he's ever made so far you know um at least in my opinion that's how i took it 
Um, so definitely him. Uh, I was shocked to see that he wasn't at least uh, included in this list because I would have easily taken Brana out and put him in there for sure. Um, another one on my list is uh, Wes Anderson with uh, French Dispatch. I, I think if we're talking about maturity, I think French Dispatch was, again, one of his more mature uh, movies that he's put together and m more advanced movies that he uh, he's ever put together. Um, we all know he's very good for his cinematography and his framing and all that, his use of colors. And, you know, he mixes black and white with full Technicolor and, and all that stuff like that. And I think out of all the movies that he's directed, uh, even though this may not be my favorite, I think this is his most advanced movie that he's ever put together on film. Um, and if anything was to be appreciated by that, you know, a director with those choices should be at least acknowledged for that aspect, right? You know, um, so I, 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 I would consider him to be somewhat of a snub in this category. Um the only other one that I would also include here is Denny Villeneuve. I mean, he took a yeah. very impossible task. And, you know, people have tried it in the past. Adapt Dune onto the big screen. Now, mm -hmm. of course, Lynch Great did directors. it in the, Yeah. Yeah. Lynch tried it in the 80s. Uh, it was laughable. It was, you know, not perceived very well. And then I, I forget the other director who was attached to it who almost lost his mind while trying to... Jodorowsky? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it took him, what, years to try to put together some sort of script and production There's a whole documentary that. about yeah. that attempt. <laughs> yeah. The fact that this dude just basically almost like lost it just trying to do yeah. this one, you know, production, to, um, put it together. I mean, it, it, people have failed. And the fact that Denis was able to do it, but not only do it, but, you know, kind of do it in a way that served the books well. You know, and that's what I've read a lot is that people who are familiar with the books appreciated this movie so much because it felt like stuff was pulled from the books, unlike, you know, Lynch's version, which is just a mishmash of all the stuff, you know, and Denny took time. You know, he, he's like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I don't know if I'll be able to make all three, but this is at least part one of my overall trilogy of book one that I'm hoping to to do, right? So I think, and you know, like he's proven in the past, like he's done such great movies. I mean, you have The Arrival, you have uh, Blade Runner and all that. And even though like those weren't like perceived as, you know, great fantastical movies at the end of the day, I think it should still be acknowledged that he's continuing to do this, yeah. you know, every time he puts he he releases something. So, uh, yeah. So for me, those those three names are the ones that uh, I would have loved to have seen mentioned in this category. Because I think we should also take a step back and realize, which I think not a lot of people do, directing the directing category is really for the movie. It's really for the direction of the movie and how the story is put together. Best feature is really for the producers of a movie. It's really like the whole ensemble of people who've worked on the movie to put that movie together, right? So I think if you look at it in that light, then 
it, it kind of gives you a new breath of how to look at the directing category because it's really for the accomplishment of the movie itself as far as the storytelling and you know the emotion it, it evokes from you while best feature is really well how well did the producers do their job right? yeah you know, and all, yeah and so <laughs> yeah. I, never, I never really thought about that um that with with best picture you always think it was like what was the best movie but no it's like yeah. if you're asking which one was executed best as far as mm-hmm. just the movie aspect, not the, any of the business or behind the scenes. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, yeah, and I, I, I definitely agree with you. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, even the, This was Guillermo del Toro's best movie, Nightmare Alley, um, and, and at least most mature. And then I think that and Wes Anderson both are having a, a tough time with on the word of mouth type of thing. Yeah. I know yeah. French Dispatch, there's some people who are big Wes Anderson um, fans. And they leave saying that wasn't the Wes Anderson movie that I like. And then if other people who aren't big into the Wes Anderson thing, if that's not their thing, then they might not mm-hmm. even go see it in the first place. Um, right. Somebody somebody made a, a good point that the movie is really about someone who barely gets any screen time. And there's just right. like this thread, <laughs> this needle is threading throughout the movie. And so some right. people said, oh, it's just more like three short films. That didn't make sense um, as a cohesive movie. I actually do think that makes it, uh, more interesting and more challenging Same. and different, and like you said, mature. Um, okay. The other, the other one that that popped in my head while you were talking, though, um, Spencer. I like Paolo Lorraine, um, mm. who directed Jackie, directed Neruda. Um, this is I. I love that director. Um, I just me. Per- I, I wasn't surprised that it wasn't on the list, but I would like to to live in a world where that gets um, credit for directing. And then the last one I'll mention is is Lost Daughter. Um, mm. I've, I. Maggie did it for a debut, and this might be almost like opposite ends with the Denis Villeneuve thing. When you're talking about that, I'm thinking some people have said, wait till part two comes out and it's a complete project, and then maybe we give it the roses, um, which I don't think you have to wait, but that's as a narrative that kind of makes sense. Um, and then with Maggie Jalen Hall, with obviously the fact that there are so few female nominees in the history of this category, it's a problem. Um, it, it does not make sense. Uh, it is like it does not reflect the the how well the films are executed. Um, I, I watching lost daughter, I think that deserves to be on this list regardless of, of any other factors. It was Maggie Gyllenhaal's first movie. If she does this level or, or better work on attempts two or three, then goodness mm-hmm. gracious, she needs to be here because this one, even uh, this year, I, I personally would feel comfortable knocking out almost anybody else to put lost daughter on this category. That was especially for a first time film that was very well done yeah no i mean good call on that because yeah again like whenever you see someone who comes from the acting world and ventures into directing um it's not always a home run right or it's not yeah it's not you know or even considered to be oh that was a good attempt like you know the first one that comes to mind is angelina jolie like her first movie she directed i was just like oh (laughs) okay so that's what we have to look forward to right um but yeah when when i watch again and i mentioned it in the previous episode that movie came out like pretty pretty much the last day of december or the last two days of december it was on netflix i wanted to check it out because it was maggie's first director first movie she put together and i i enjoyed it i really really enjoyed it and i thought it was really well done for someone who's never done that before um so it it was really well deserved um you know to have that uh be available for people to watch it would have been great if it saw some theater time 
I think uh, she at least deserved that. But at least to have it on Netflix so that a broader audience can have access to it, I think. Um, and I think that's what really helped, especially like people mention anything about that movie. And, you know, you have Olivia Coleman being nominated and you have um, Jesse Buckley being nominated like that. So I, I think that's what really helped for sure. But yeah, no, I, I, I love that you mentioned that. So with that, because it these, wasn't in because it wasn't in best director and we won't have a chance to talk about it again. I, I didn't even, yeah. the, it, Maggie Gyllenhaal gets a nomination for adapted screenplay for that movie, which I think is interesting. Um, okay. Which yeah. was with some of the movies I know with best uh, picture, we'll talk about just the other categories that they were in mm-hmm. and how well they did this year. And then getting the two, the supporting actress uh, and lead actress for that one. Um, that, that makes a, a lot of sense, but um, yeah, were you about to, you're about to transition over to best picture. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so final predictions. What do you think? Yeah. Who, yeah, like who is your, what is your personal favorite and who do you think is the lock here? Personal favorite is, that's hard for me on this category. Um, okay. The lock to me, I'm going to go ahead and stick with what, what other people are saying, Jane Campion, and based on just the history going into it, that's the only one that mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Um, favorite, like, it's so tough because historically, Paul Thomas Anderson. And like, if you were to go off of career and, and contribute contributions to film, like Steven Spielberg, um, I personally, I might, I might just even say, screw that drive. My car was so well executed as a film, the, and not doing what most directors do, doing a, a minimal movie. And that was just so perfectly crafted. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say that for, for my personal favorite, even though it's, it's, it's a tough choice. Um, Jane Campion, I, I I'm not mad at all about if mm-hmm. if she runs away with and if it wins however many awards that was an awesome movie. Um, yeah. I but as far as what I felt hit me the most on my preference of of what I like for movies, I'm gonna go ahead and say say drive my car for for this category. Awesome. Um, you and I share the same sentiments. So okay. my personal favorite is definitely drive my car. Um, in a perfect world that I live in, uh, this would be another parasite situation. I think you know for me personally, like I would love to see, uh, you know, Ryusuke win best director and also for the film to win best feature. Um, that would just be phenomenal for me. Um, I I was touched by this movie because I again it's like for me I found it, you know, even though I am no way close to being the type of person that the main actor, the main character was, what he goes through, I can relate to. And those feelings and those emotions and then trying to drown yourself into your work to kind of get your your art out there and, and you know, cope with everything that you've just experienced, right? And, and find a way to cope and, and, and look back on the life that you've lived and, and make sense of it sometimes. Like, you know, like I, I can really relate to that. Um, but in total, in a, as a whole, like the movie was just brilliantly put together. Like it was just so well done. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that, I, I think this is Campion's uh, race to win. Um, there's yeah. no way that... She, she's winning all the, the major awards because of her accomplishment here, right? So I, I don't see how she, this won't be the case for for this one. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I wish we lived in a world where Malcolm Lee gets nominated. Um, they've done movies. They did Scary Movie 5. They did <laughs> Girls Trip. And they did Space Jam, A New Legacy. And if we're going off of just who deserves to win, then it has to be 
Malcolm D. Lee, but otherwise, with the nominees we have here, you and I share the exact same. We're on the same page. Nice, nice, nice. good call. Yeah, Space Jam. <laughs> I, I have a feeling like we have this thing where, as how many times can we mention Space Jam too, in as many episodes as possible, right? <laughs> if I if I had a ballot there, I they just I'm so so glad that that's not because I would have just been throwing it in there just for fun. Just because I can't help myself. Oh my god, that's hilarious! I'm sneaking right. into every category. For... <laughs> and, and if and if there's write-ins on the ballot, I'm gonna get zero points on Oscar night. You're gonna, I'll just oh, give you my dollars right now because it's just going <laughs> chalk, just pure down the line. Space Jam: A New Legacy. Oh my god, that, that would be so hilarious. I, I yeah, I would love that actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but at the end of the day doesn't matter what the fuck you we think we want to know what all of you guys think you know what are your choices here like what are your favorites from all of last year you know who you would you peg to be the main winner in this category um or directing you know because we talked about that earlier uh let us know in the comments and you know let's have a discussion and conversation it's going to be fun to see what happens during awards time so uh it's just around the corner it's just like like you said a week away so i'm really really excited and happy Happy to see what's going to happen and stay tuned in the channel because we are going to have an episode where we fill out our Oscar ballots and we compare our, our list and we are going to cover the smaller categories because I do think they are still very important and they should be recognized for sure, even though the, the Oscars themselves don't think so. But uh, we'll stay tuned in the channel for that and stay tuned in the channel because we may be doing a live reaction broadcast of the entire award ceremony. Stay tuned to the channel for details on that as uh, Blake and I try to figure out the logistics behind it. But if we do pull it off, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and if anything, if we don't get to do that, maybe we'll do like a quick live reaction after the show is done to kind of talk about the show as a whole. So, But yeah, best way to, to keep up to date with all of that is to subscribe to this channel, y'all. And hit that notification bell so you'll get notified every time my new video is uploaded and what have you so any final comments or thoughts about best film directing what have you um just quickly shouting out um in the comments from our, our last video or two videos ago we we're talking about actor and actress people yeah. definitely getting dirty about the uh, the getting down and dirty into it with the will smith um yep. situation uh, find me in the comments. I will be replying and I will be trolling people too. I have no shame. I happen to agree with just about everything everybody said, uh, but I still might just throw out some, some controversial opinions anyway, just to, to muddy the waters a little bit. Other than the nice. comment section underneath this video, um, you can find me. Um, I'm on, I'm on Letterboxd. Um, all the movies that I mentioned earlier with the ones that, um, were, were underseen. I, I rank every single movie that I see as soon as I see it. I'm at 2,600 now or so. I have lists of favorite movies. Um, I love that that app, and it's a it's it's a it's a just another app that um, a lot of people, uh, not enough people, use. But it's like Goodreads for movies. I love that thing, and I, I need more people should be on there. Um, on there, my screen name is uh, Blake Wolf, B L A K E W O L F S S N, like Blake Wolf's screen name. Um, and please follow me on Letterboxd. I need to get my numbers up. There you go. Like we, like I said in previous episodes, let's get him to at least nineteen. Come on, that's that's he's only two away, two yeah. <laughs> away. This could happen, y'all. This app. could happen. All my yeah. friends need to be on this app. It's such a cool app. I love it's a, the user interface is actually great, but I'm obsessed with it. Logged everything on there. 
um, come come through. Find me at find me at Letterbox or the comments below. No, definitely, and it it is a great app and tool to use as a film lover in general because you get to keep a log of all the movies you've watched, create your own list and what have you. So definitely a cool app. I should be utilizing it more, uh, but I'm glad that Blake is taking full advantage of that. Um, as for myself, you know, Loki Geek, you could follow me. Everything that you see on screen or in the description of this episode. Instagram, Twitter, what have you, and of course, the Loki Geek channel. Don't forget, subscribe, like, notification bell, all that good stuff. And if you want audio formats of these episodes, you could find it on your podcast platform of choice on the Loki Geek channel uh, there, and you could download all of these episodes plus additional stuff that is uploaded throughout the week. So with that being said, I'm Renee. That's Blake. This has been fun. We'll catch you next time. Stay cool, stay classy, stay safe. And bye. See you on the red carpet. Da 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 da.